Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, and she is Tam. What it do? Hey, hey, and all that good stuff, Renee May. <laughs> How are you, Miss Tam Tam? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic as always. Okay, well, for our listeners, we are recording this show on Sunday, the day after the race, because we raced at Richmond on Saturday. Because we raced at Richmond on Saturday, Renee took it upon himself to go to the Rams game and the Rams played the LA Chargers. It took me a moment to remember that because I wanted to call them the San Diego Superchargers, but they I are know, now right? the Los Angeles. Not anymore. Are they still the Superchargers? Well, they don't really call them Superchargers, but for like old school people, that like they still refer to them as Superchargers. But so you calling you know. me old school? Uh, no, well, I mean, no, not really. I wasn't trying to say you're old school, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you can be. <laughs> Who won the game? Well, the the Los Angeles Rams won the game, and uh, they beat the Chargers. It was actually a really good game. I'm going to be honest with you. I had one heck of a time there. From a football fan that is not a fan of either one of the teams from the outside looking in, I can say that that was one of the best entertaining football games that I've, I've been to in a, in a long while. And um, it's really good to see uh, football in general back in Los Angeles. It, it really is. There, there were so many fans out there from both sides. A lot of jawing going on back and forth, but that's to be expected. But uh, overall, it was really, really a good time out there. And thank God it wasn't so hot. I have not been to a game yet since we got a football team. It's just crazy when you think about Los Angeles went, what, over a decade without a team. But I have a question for you. Are the game or was the game as rowdy as going to a Raiders game? I've never been to a Raiders game in general myself. However, the guy that uh, my buddy that I went to the Rams game with today is a huge Raiders fan. And he's been to many of the Raider games in the black hole. And he was like, man, he goes, you think this is bad? This ain't nothing compared to what you see at the Raiders games. And I went, oh, my gosh. There was some ghettoness around. But uh, like I said, if it was anything like that, uh, my buddy was saying you know, at Raider games, you know, multiply that by at least five. He goes, it's it's that worse. He goes, but you just got to roll with the punches and just kind of take it all in stride. They don't mean anything. It's just that they get they just get extra rowdy. I have not been to a game in a minute. Actually, the last football game I went to was a Chargers game. I think that was, oh, was last it? year. But I will tell you one, I used to go to the games quite often. And I used to go to games all over the United States. It was nothing for me to go to a game every week in a different city yeah. back in my heyday because I am right. old school. But I will tell you the two rowdiest games or stadiums I've ever been to is Philly because Philly has a jail. I don't know if they still have a jail in the stadium, they but should. they used to have a jail <laughs> and the Raiders. Yeah. Like oh I, I would be fearful. And then probably one of the most intense games I ever went to was, this was back in the day, I went to, I was actually in Washington, D.C., and they played the Cowboys. Oh, wow. That was a pretty rowdy, fun game. I mean, I can tell you some stories, but long story short. Yeah, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you anyway, really quick. So I had a friend who was playing for the Cowboys at the time, and... 
one of our good friends, it was a whole setup how you park and you take a bus shuttle to the stadium. But he snuck in some Hennessy and some Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> you and that's all I'm going to say about that. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, man. Props to him. <laughs> you wasn't expecting me to say that, huh? I was not. No. I mean, maybe the Hennessy, but not the Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> It wasn't his plan, but he was hungry and he didn't get a chance to eat because the bus had came. And then he was like, on a side note, all my time in D.C., I started to think I remember my best friend. She always liked KFC. I don't eat KFC. Never really been a fan of KFCs. I don't really know much other than their (laughs) coleslaw, but I feel like it's a D.C. thing. Hashtag Tim's rent. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely was. Okay, so let's. Talk about some NASCAR. You guys ready? Here we go. Okay. We were at Richmond, as I stated earlier. Before we go any further, we will give you guys a refresher on what went down in Richmond. Kyle B, as in Kyle Bush won. If you recall, my pick was a bush in a bush. I just didn't know what Bush was going to win, and it actually ended up being Kyle Bush. Well, I guess I did pick Kurt Bush as my winner and Kyle Bush as my alternative, but Kyle Bush won. Kevin Harvick was second. Martin Truex Jr. was third. Chase Elliott came in fourth. Eric Amarola quietly came in fifth. Austin Dillon, sixth. Kyle Larson, seventh. Jimmy Johnson, eighth. Brad Keselowski, ninth, and Clint Boyer, 10th. So those were the top 10, and actually all 10 of the top 10 were playoff drivers. Yeah. Looks like everybody, for the most part, rebounded from Las Vegas because, remember, most of the playoff drivers didn't do very well at Las Vegas. So it's great to see at least 10 of the 16 playoff drivers come in the top 10. Eric Jones, he rebounded from last week and he came in 11th because remember, I believe last week at Las Vegas, he came in 38th or was it 40th? I know he was either one behind or one in front of Jimmy Johnson and glad to see Jimmy Johnson came in 8th with that top 10. Yeah, it was nice to see him in the top 10, wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely, because he hasn't been doing good, but we're going to get to that in a minute because he's still not doing good, but... At least he came in top 10. Alex Bowman came in 12. Joey Logano, 14th. Denny Hamlin, 16th. Kurt Busch, 18th. And Ryan Blaney, 19th. Those were the notables. And for the most part, all 16 playoff drivers. Let me make sure. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, right? So Mm -hmm. all 16 playoff drivers came in top 20. Dude, right on. Yeah. Now... Got to talk about the playoffs because as we head to Charlotte, to the Roval, the unpredictable Roval, because nobody knows what's going to happen there, wanted to give you guys an update. Kyle Busch is in because he won. Brad Kozlowski is in and he, along with Kyle Busch, is going to the round of 12. And Martin Truex Jr. did not win a race, but He is advancing to the round of 12 because he has enough points. Right. Regardless of what happens at the Roval, Kyle Busch, Brad Kozlowski, and Martin Truex Jr. are going to be in the round of 12. If the playoffs started today, Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, Eric Jones, and Denny Hamlin are out. I am not a statistic mathematics person. Well, I used to be, but I don't really know the breakdown on this. I don't think that Eric Jones or Denny Hamlin 
they need a win. I think that's the only thing that can save them because I think they're out of it if they don't win. Like their points are too far back? Yeah, I think they're done. God, that's so crazy. The only thing that can save them, I believe, save them to go to the round of 12 is if they win. Or maybe if one of the other drivers don't finish the race. Even then, I think it's just a slim chance. Like, I I feel like Denny and Eric Jones has to win. Yeah, wow. That is our update on the playoffs as well as Richmond. Yeah. I mean, you guys watched the race, so that was just a recap before we dive into some NASCAR talk. You know, the last couple of weeks, we haven't had much to say because we're technically in NASCAR silly season, but... There's not that much silliness going on. Like, you guys know by now, Ryan Newman is actually headed to Rouse. Yeah. He's yeah. Rouse he, Fenway. He's leaving Richard Childress Racing, and he is going to be driving the number six Ford for Rouse, and he is going to be alongside with your boy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That looks like like a pretty nice tandem there. I, you know, those two guys uh, on the same team seem like, and I maybe this is just something where Ryan just needs maybe just a new team, a new outlook to try to get, you, you know how sometimes athletes just need a change of pace, a change of scenery, and sometimes that kind of gets their career revamped up. I, I think this is the same thing for Ryan Newman, maybe, maybe just a little change. You know, maybe that just might be the thing he needs to kind of get his, uh, you know, his career back on track. And not that he's had a bad career uh, or not that he's had a bad year, not like Jimmy Johnson. Maybe it just might be a, a little something that he needs, you know. Well, we'll see. Obviously, if he's taken over the number six, that means Matt Kenseth is right. out and Trevor Bain is out. If you recall this year, Matt Kenseth and Trevor Bain were somewhat sharing the number six. We already know Trevor Bain is out. What we don't know 100% sure is what Matt Kenseth is going to do. From everything I read, it sounds like he didn't want to run full-time going into 2019, but he may still stick around and work with the team in some type of capacity. At this point, I'm not quite sure what that will be, but he is not going to be running full-time. Should be interesting to see how that plays out and if Ryan Newman can finally make the playoffs because I don't I he didn't make the playoffs this year and I think he missed the playoffs last year as well so it's not I think you're right I think he did miss it last year yeah because I don't remember him being in it I don't recall I know it he's missed the playoffs a couple of years since he's been with RCR but yeah yeah that's pretty much that. I mean, the only other thing going on in silly season, and, I, and I'm not sure if you can call it this silly season, but NASCAR has a new president, as everybody knows by now. NASCAR has only had four presidents in the entire history of NASCAR, which was obviously Bill France Sr., Bill France Jr., Mike Hilton, and then Brent Dewar. And... It's kind of unclear what's going on with Brent Doerr other than he's relinquishing some of his duties and he's no longer going to be president. Steve Phelps is going to be president. It sounds like Brent Doerr is making an exit at some point altogether from NASCAR because I've never really heard of a president stepping down and giving his responsibilities and it's just a little muddy and gray. I guess Steve Phelps will be good for the sport. He's been around since 2005 but I think sometimes you need somebody who's in-house but sometimes it's great to bring somebody that's 
fresh and has a fresh perspective. Right. From everything I read and just listening to the driver's comments, people seem to be at peace with the decision to make him the new president, but we'll see how things pan out. Right. Hopefully it pans out for the best. Yeah. There is some Dale Jr. news out there. We went a couple of weeks without talking about Dale Jr. And then now we're talking about him almost every week, even though he's not even (laughs) racing in cup. How about that? I know. Oh, my God. But that's Dale Jr. for you, you know. For our listeners, I mean, I'm sure they probably already know. But just to recap, he uh, ran his first race since he has officially retired, but unofficially retired, I guess, if you want to call that. But it is what it is. He raced on Friday in the Xfinity Series, and he actually led the most laps on his racing return, which is absolutely amazing. Now, he he had to settle for fourth place, Tam, but uh, you know what? The one thing that came out of this whole ordeal was he literally left the door open to return next year. Now, not to return back to racing full time, but he definitely made it very clear that he he wanted to come back and race another race next year, uh, maybe possibly the same race or maybe another race. So and he also said that on his Twitter uh, page, which blew up right after that. And uh, but from here on out, he's going to return back to the booth as an analyst. You can make sure that he is going to return Tam next year and and race either the same race or maybe a possibly another race. But uh, it, it's exciting as a Dale Jr. fan. I'd like to see him come back for another race, even if it's just for one. I believe we had this conversation last podcast or podcast Mm -hmm. before last. I don't think he's going to come back, but his appetite was wet. He got a taste of it. Yeah. Maybe he will. But I think the main thing, he wanted that picture of his daughter to have them on the track and he got the family photo. So maybe he'll be satisfied. I just think it may be entirely too much work between him going to the booth and trying to get in a race car. It's just too much. I think he's, I think he's happy in retirement. And you know what the one thing that I loved about him too, that he was talking about is he was saying how at one point he knew like he was really pretty much aware of a lot of the other guys that were racing for a championship and he didn't want to get in the way of that so he literally tried to stay out of their way because he knew that they were racing hard and even though that it was um, uh, more of the focus on him returning uh, to racing and I'm using quotation marks with my hands if you will uh, he knew that a lot of those other guys were racing for a championship and he tried to do his best to respect that that is why you got to love Dale Jr. because he knows that and he knows that the limelight was probably on him but it should have been on the guys that were trying to race for, for the championship, and he tried to stay out of their way respectfully. That's what makes him so so damn amazing. Indeed. I, I find him to be quite funny and charming. And <laughs> hey, that too. He just has a great personality. He brings yeah. an extra spark to the booth, like a really great spark to the booth. And I listened to him before he got in the car and after he got out the car and then on Sunday or Saturday's broadcast for the Cup Series. And I just find him to be intriguing. He's funny. I can't wait till his book comes out. I know. I'm going to pre-order that. I'm sure it's already a New York Times bestseller, (laughs) but I'm going to pre-order it. It probably might be. So I can have it. And then we can talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't think there's anything else going on in NASCAR that we need to discuss. We haven't did a fan comment in a week in a while. So I'm just going to pick something at random. This came across the Twitter feed yesterday. Pete Piston 
and his user is P-P-I-S-T-O-N-E. And if you guys don't know, he's a reporter and a broadcaster. He's on Sirius XM, MRN, and all that great stuff. And he posed a question. Okay, folks, your thoughts on tonight's hashtag Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway, hashtag NASCAR. And of course, he got a bunch of comments and a bunch of responses. And one from Amateur NASCAR fan, and the user is at Amateur NASCAR, his or her response was, well, that goes to show that even a short track can be a snooze fest at times. Then Larry Lee, good friend to the show, he replied and said, guess you missed the last 100 laps. (laughs) There was a conversation back and forth, and then Amateur NASCAR fan responded, said, nope, I saw that, but I saw the first 300 as well. Other than lap 330 through 360, the lead was relatively uncontested all night. So less than 10% of the race was heavily contested up front. I didn't say the race was terrible, but it wasn't the most entertaining either. I have a confession. I took two naps. They were small, quick naps, but I remember taking a nap and then I was like, wait, did I miss an accident? Did I miss anything? And I just hit the DVR backwards, nothing. Then I just fast forwarded back and caught up to where we were. I can't say it was a snooze fest, but I did take a nap. I don't know. Does that count as a snooze fest? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I guess. I don't know. If you take two naps, I guess that can be a snooze fest, as some people would say. Yeah, but I didn't miss anything thanks to DVR. Oh, good. See there? There you go. Yeah, and then Zach, user Zach29, N-I-N-E, he chimed in and just said, boring. Let's see who else. Dustin Bapp, user Bapp, B-A-B-B, Dustin. He chimed in and said, that was not very good, has some good moments, but overall, very lackluster. He gave it a three out of 10. Three out of 10 stars. Yeah. And then I'll just, oh, actually somebody just used some kind of emoji GIF GIF, and it just says boring scrolling up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll pick one more comment at random. Joanne Holmesy. User at JoanneH2528, she chimed in and said, lots of racing action at the track. I guess you had to be in the stands like we were, not boring at all. So that's a different perspective. That was from somebody who was there, but scrolling through, boring, glad I set an alarm to wake me up, pretty dull to be honest, boring, great run by the number 18 back to front in victory lane. I literally watched maybe 1% of all three series events from September on, and I just lose interest with other major sporting events, and NASCAR will never get to that level. And I think ending the season before the major sports stars would be beneficial that's a whole conversation in itself because i've had a bunch of conversations offline about that and maybe the season should end before football starts like i'll tell you what today you know because we're recording this podcast on sunday I was all in with Tiger Woods. I didn't watch anything other than Tiger Woods. And then I caught the last half of your Dallas Cowboys getting their butts whipped by Seattle. Okay, we can skip this part. We're going to delete that. So, <laughs> No, we're not going to delete that. <laughs> Look. Yeah, they're 0-3 now, which is pretty crazy. But when you think about it, next month in October, NBA season will be starting. So you'll have NBA, then you'll have NASCAR still going, then you'll have Wait, hockey's still going because I I went downtown 
a couple of days ago downtown LA and there was a Kings game. Oh, it must have been the preseason part. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you'll have hockey in season, you'll have the NFL in season. Wait, when does baseball... And I was, that's what I was just about to say, and let's not forget, uh, October is when the uh, baseball playoffs uh, begin. So, I mean, you're talking right at the major point of all the major sports at a time where they all come together. And there's just a, so much going on. It's like, gosh, which one do you pick? You got all the sports going on in October. <laughs> True indeed. That's a whole nother conversation. I don't know. I don't think NASCAR will ever shorten the season, but maybe it's something that they should consider. You guys tweet us at Turns No Breaks. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you think because we're interested to know your opinion on this. I guess it's time for some predictions. We won't give a history lesson this week because we're at the Roval and it just doesn't make sense. Well, we can't give you a history lesson at the Roval because we've never raced at the Roval. There you go. There are obviously past winners at Charlotte, but we've never raced the Roval. So we can't give you the past 10 winners at Charlotte because there's never been a Roval. Right. Get it? Great. Good. On that note, Renee, who do you have? Who will win? The race at Charlotte, who will win the inaugural Roval? That was a tongue twister. It is. It's hard to say, isn't it? (laughs) And who do you think is going to be a playoff driver or a non-playoff driver? It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. I think it's going to be a playoff driver. I just think at this point, a non-playoff driver... It's going to kind of be... You think a non-playoff driver is going to win the Roval? No, I said uh, it's going to be a playoff driver. Oh, okay. Go I, ahead. Uh, yeah, it, it's Yeah, it's definitely going to be a playoff driver. I know that. That's going to lead me to uh, pick a non-playoff driver as my wild card or as my alternative pick, I should say. I believe the winner of this particular race is going to be Martin Truex Jr. I just think that the 78 car came so close yesterday. I think he's come so close to a lot of other races this year. You know me, Tam. I always like to go by feels. I like to go by vibes. And something about Martin Truex Jr. and that 78 team just tells me that they're going to walk away in the winner's circle and drive to victory lane next weekend. Now, if it's going to be my alternative pick, and I don't know why I keep going with this guy. I don't know why, I, but I, I'm sticking to my guns with this kid. And I just, and he's not even a kid. He's a grown man. Denny Hamlin. It's Denny Hamlin. I, I don't know why, Tam. And it's bugging me because I'm going, I've been trying to stick with this guy the last three weeks. <laughs> and he's, let, he's almost done it a couple of times. But yesterday he let me down really bad. But um, Martin Truex Jr. is going to be your winner. And uh, my alternative pick is Denny Hamlin. Those are my picks and I'm sticking with them, Tam. Okay, those are Renee's picks. My picks. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. I'm going with Kyle Larson as my winner. And my alternative, I got a thing like this thing you can't let go with Denny. I can't let it go with Kurt Busch. Wow. So I'm going to go with Larson as my pick to win. I don't know. Now my gut is telling me, no, don't do it. But yeah, no, I'm going to go with Larson as my pick and my alternative. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Kurt Busch. There you go. Those are our picks. Those are our picks. Yes, they are. Those are Tam's picks. And those are my picks. If you guys have picks, go ahead and uh, do just like what Tam said a little bit ago. Why don't you tweet us? Hit us up on our social media across the board at Turns No Breaks. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to go and look us up and hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of us. Tell at least two friends to subscribe to us, please. We always appreciate 
your input. We always appreciate you supporting the podcast. If you want NASCAR news directly in your email, just head over to our website, allturnsnobreaks.com, and sign up for our newsletter. For Tam and myself, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking NASCAR each and every week, especially next week. Bye! <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 